Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. This is Charles Guthrie from We Eat Stuff. And this is the podcast We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Where we actually we don't eat stuff, we drink stuff and talk about things. But uh, this week uh, we are talking with Russ Bodner of Taste uh, about a great numbers of topics. We're talking, we talk about cow peas, we talk about um, ginger beer, we talk about um, photography, even. We talk, go on a little bit about photography, and that's something that's, that's very near and dear to my own heart as well. But we talk about film photography as well, which I, I never could pick up. But at any rate, um, please enjoy this uh, conversation we had here, and uh, we had a lot of fun, and uh, please enjoy. Russ, hi. Hey, how are y'all? Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're, good. we're excellent. How are you this evening? Doing great. Good. After yeah. your long day of moving and exciting stuff like that. Uh, welcome to the, well, welcome back to the neighborhood. You've already been here. Good deal. Well, thank you. Um, all right. You were telling us a minute ago. Tell, tell everyone else again about the special soda. So I brought a soda from Alabama. It's a Buffalo Rock Ginger Ale. It's a pretty spicy ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Um, just a can, not a ginger beer. Nothing truly special other than it's very localized in the southern market. Mm-hmm. Specifically Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times when people first try it, it'll give them a kick to the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. And will make Sounds you good. cough. So yeah. I recommend trying it on its own as well. Perfect. Gotcha. I was going to um, do that. Before we add the buffalo trace to it. Good. Great. But, um, super fun, super different compared to anything else you can find here. Sure. So. Cool. Uh-oh. Thank you. Know. you. Oh, I got All it. Right, you're welcome. It's good. You got a good head on there. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. The diet version, I feel, is slightly spicier than the sugar one. Really? Probably because the sugars mellow yeah. it out yeah. slightly. But. Cheers. Mm. Coke Zero. Enjoy. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was even bringing it to my mouth. I'm trying to get a little... <clears throat> yep. Yep. Heck. Um, like fever treat does that to me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Ooh. What yeah, was that, that is nice. What was that one uh, brand in, on the East Coast, like in South Carolina? Got me. Yeah, there's one we had that was super spicy. This reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. Not the Vernon's one, is it? Not, not this Vernon's. I really have no idea. Yeah. That was several years ago. Some weird names, like some. I don't know. There are all sorts of brands all the over the place. The other one I really like is Sprecher out of Wisconsin. Really? And Sprecher. I don't know where. I know you can find the root beer and cream soda around town. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the ginger ale. Yeah. Mm. But uh, y'all enjoy that. Thank you. Mm. Will do. Sprecher Seed Reach. Which so, uh, Russ, hmm? tell people. Oh, what is it? Oh. Well, I put in some uh, blackstrap uh, oh, cool. but- bitters. That should be good. Yeah. I used to have some lime bitters. I don't have them. I think I use them up in cooking because sometimes I wouldn't actually have limes. So I actually just put lime bitters in there and okay. actually work pretty good. Probably better than the pasteurized lime juice. Going to be okay there, Tiger? You mean stuff have a little squeezable lime? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, I hate this. I used to buy a lot. I know, me too. Before we knew any better. Yeah. I know. I worked at a bar that actually had those. To put them in the drinks. Mm. <laughs> pretty common. Pretty common. Yeah. Uh, Russ, so uh, tell people who are listening, who are you? Well, currently, um, I'm the sous chef of Taste Restaurant in the mm. Central West Scent. Originally from St. Louis. Spent seven to eight years away. 
and came back two years ago next week mm. to pursue working in restaurants and hopefully eventually having my own space here in St. Louis. Awesome. Um, but working for Gerard Craft at Taste for a little over a year and a half now, mm-hmm. or with the group for a little over a year and a half now, and it's been a great time. So, mm-hmm. And it's a fun experience working with the amazing team we have. Nice. So, so you've been uh, only at Taste in St. Louis, or uh, when I first came back to St. Louis, I helped Mike Randolph open Randolphies. Oh, okay. Mm. And after a couple months there, I moved on to work with Chef Gerard. Mm-hmm. I was at Brasserie for a month and a half before they moved me over to Taste mm-hmm. for the sous chef position there. Cool. So perfect. Okay. Uh, now, was Taste just opening then, or had it been open for a while at that T- point? Taste has been open. I want to say almost seven years now. Really. So it's been open for a while. It could mm-hmm. be even longer than that. Mm-hmm. Initially, Taste was in Benton Park, right mm-hmm. next to Niche. That's right. Which mm-hmm. is now combined with uh, Together, where yeah. Peacemaker is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then they moved over to the West End when Brasserie, mm-hmm. or right after Brasserie opened. Yeah. So. Did you change things around a lot when you arrived at Taste? I didn't change anything, really. Right now, Chef Brian Moxie and I have worked a lot to change things a lot. Mm-hmm. on the menu and we try to keep changing things mm-hmm. with the season whenever we can get something local mm-hmm. or something new it doesn't even have to be in a lot of quantities and we can get it on the menu mm-hmm. um and have fun with things yeah. we're the one restaurant that can do a lot of things outside the box within the restaurant group mm-hmm. so that's been really a fun and exciting time when mm-hmm. we don't have to stick to the italian or the French influence, we mm-hmm. can kind of do our own thing a little bit more, whether it's with Asian or South American or mm. Italian flavors as well, and sure. French, but we can branch outside the box a little bit more at taste than the other restaurants. Yeah, mm. I, I kind of forgot that. It's actually a craft restaurant. It you is. know, it's because it's, it's just so, I don't know, it's it's not quite as regimented, it seems. I'm sure it really is kind of regimented inside there, but just like, it seems like it's got more of a free form kind of thing going on. Well, we definitely have a little bit more of a free form. Um, I have a friend in Chicago who's actually moving back this week or yesterday, and uh, he always mentioned that when they, he comes in with his wife, it's a lot different vibe inside Taste versus a lot of other restaurants in the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more, I don't know, progressively dressed, and the servers mm-hmm. aren't in that mm-hmm. normal uniform. They're yeah. pushing boundaries a little bit differently. I remember, when, it, remember when Luke was working there, he had uh, pigtails. Yeah, <laughs> we have some interesting hairs, and uh, we like to have fun, and we like to enjoy work, and it's a little bit different environment at Taste versus all the others. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, um, do you have a long background in the industry? So, I've worked in the restaurants about eight years now. Mm-hmm. I first started in New York working for Chef Michael Salakis mm. at Anthos. Hmm. Um, when he and Donatella split, I left to visit my parents down in Alabama where they had relocated, um, after my little brother graduated high school here in St. Louis. Hmm. And I stayed down there working for five years Hmm. on beautiful Lake Martin at Springhouse Restaurant in Kalija. Um, Springhouse has now been James Beard semi-finalist five years in a row, um, with Chef Rob McDaniel there. He's Hmm. amazing. I learned a lot from him. And then... When I decided to leave there, I worked in Aspen, Colorado for six months and then on to St. Louis. So lots of really cool places, lots of different places, lots of modes of transportations at different locations, whether that was subway in New York, a boat in Alabama, a snowmobile in Aspen, 
and now a lonely car here in St. Louis. <laughs> but um, it's been fun and it's been a really nice experience at all the places. And I've definitely learned a lot everywhere I've been. Was it weird to come back to St. Louis and suddenly see this blossoming food and craft cocktail scene? No, I mean, I've definitely followed that from afar while I was mm. gone. And I've always been interested in getting back here. Mm. Um, I've passed up a few opportunities in the South to start my own places because mm. I wanted to get back to St. Louis, at least to feel it out and sure. enjoy and see what all these amazing chefs and bartenders have done here. Sure. Um, mm. It's changed a lot while I was gone, mm. but I always would come back and eat at all the places and try to talk to as many other people as possible and the chefs and try to get a feel of how the food scene here has grown. Mm. I think to me, the beer scene here has really taken off. Oh yeah. Definitely. And there's some yeah. really amazing people doing great things in the yeah. beer scene. And that's been for me, a very cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you have any particular favorite breweries? I mean, I like sours and mm. farmhouse ales. Me too. So I really like perennial and uh, mm-hmm. side project a yeah. lot sure, and yeah. everything that they do. But there are so many other ones that are oh, out yeah. there that are really doing good beers depending on what I'm looking for that day. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. But they all, they all have such varied personalities, which is cool. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but I've really enjoyed getting to see it and taste a lot of their beers mm-hmm. since I've been back. So nice yeah it's actually urban chestnut and civil life that got me back to beers a little bit yeah i've been kind of on a cocktail craze for the past yeah you know four or five years but actually it's like oh yeah there's now this is what beer can be like all these different varieties different kind of flavors and mouth feels and just so i was fortunate when i first came back to st louis and i did my, a dinner lab here before i had moved back i did it at urban chestnut mm. and when i did it at urban chestnut i got to taste I don't know. We tasted about 20, 25 beers that night, mm-hmm. the tasting day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my wow. first foray into the St. Louis craft beer scene. Mm-hmm. That's just a little over two years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had come back and had, whether it was Civil Life Brown or yeah. a couple other beers, I had had Zwickel and Schneckelfritz before. Mm-hmm. But um, it's cool to be able to immerse myself in it now that I'm living here. Because mm-hmm. cool. that's hard. It was hard when I came back and I went to different bars and restaurants and I didn't recognize one beer on draft which was amazing to see in one way but as someone who grew up here and had spent (laughs) five years away and I come back and I don't recognize one beer (laughs) it just shows the growth that we've had in the city as far as I guess Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah for sure Or do you have you have any experience brewing beer yourself I have never brewed beer Um, I have some friends who've worked for breweries um, my father brewed beer, maybe, um, no, growing up here, um, and a little bit, and that was fun, and to see, I definitely appreciate everything that goes into it, and I sure. probably would love the process of it, and actually making my own batch, but that's something I've never done, hmm. um, but I'm fascinated by it, hmm. for sure. Nice. So, let's see, I have questions about your cooking your your chef life do you have any right now so this is end of june do you have any special ingredients or things that you're really jazzed about right now just that you really my absolute favorite ingredient this time of year which we're still slightly early at the end of june um are heirloom tomatoes Mm. and tomatoes in general but specifically the heirlooms Mm. i also like cowpeas 
which they're not necessarily as prevalent here in St. Louis. You'll see Crowder peas and some pink eyes hmm. and maybe some butter beans. But coming from the south, we we had so many different varieties of cowpeas that were amazing. Hmm. Um, corn this time hmm. of year, okra, yeah. again, oh, yeah. southern ingredient. Yeah. But we can get a fair amount of okra here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are some of my absolute favorites. There's nothing better than a tomato is at its peak of ripeness. Totally. Mm-hmm. And when you can cut it and just eat slices with a touch of salt. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or in the South, we just take two pieces of white bread, salt, mayo, and tomato, and eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the staff really loves when we make a little BLT for staff meal with mm-hmm. the tomato scraps. And, yeah. yeah. Coming up for the month of July, we have a tomato explosion dish we do with Operation Food Search. Cool. Um, and we're doing a tomato bruschetta for that with just sliced tomatoes, mm. a little arugula pesto, and that should be really fun. Um, but tomatoes, they're so versatile, so amazing, mm. and they're also the my absolute least favorite ingredient in the wrong time of year. Mm. Gotcha. So True. they're a love-hate relationship with them, Yeah. yeah. for sure. That's why I feel about mushrooms. I used to hate mushrooms as a kid. I only had experience with the canned rubbery, uh, criminy mushrooms. Yeah, never to have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when I get older, like, oh wait a minute, these mushrooms aren't really supposed to be like. Yeah. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and there's so many different varieties of those that are completely different tastes and textures. Yeah. Um. So that's what's also really cool with mushrooms. Tomatoes aren't. Their tastes are gonna be slightly different heirloom to heirloom with mm. a little more acidity or a little more sweetness or. Mm. But for the most part, the textures are very similar. Yeah. Um, whereas mushrooms can get more steak-like or, or chickeny or yeah. mm-hmm. mushrooms are so amazing. Yeah. For all your um, produce and stuff that you acquire for the restaurant, do you guys have any farms that are your go-tos? I mean, we utilize. We'll use Double Star. We're trying to use Bolin Farms a little bit. Um, such and such farms. Then eat here, St. Louis. That. Preston does he gets items from a lot of other smaller farmers Mm. and brings them all in one so Mm. you pay a little bit more but if I'm only bringing in two pounds of this five pounds of this three pounds of this and it's all coming from four different farms Mm. he's a good middleman for Mm. that to make that happen Mm. Um, but we try to utilize as many local farmers for the products we can Mm. whenever they're available Mm. Um, sometimes it's hard to get it local but sure. we do our best to make it happen mm. um and i guess that's about it as far as the local farms go yeah i mean i'm sure there are more that uh i just don't know the name of them just that pressing gets in mm-hmm. do you ever get uh pillars come up with, with garbage bags full of morels or cucumbers from their, their garbage I, like we haven't had that happen at taste as far as that goes um, we did have some a gentleman bring us a bunch of buttercups. What? Honeycup? I'm now going to blank. <laughs> I think it's buttercup. Hmm. No. It was a type of squash or something? Or? Yeah, it's like butternut, but different. Oh. It looks just like a baby butternut. Hmm. Oh. And okay. it was started oh. with Dan Barber at Blue Hill. Hmm. Um, they started growing <clears throat> it in New York at Blue Hill. And uh, we had a regular bring us a couple of those that we put a bruschetta on with. They were super cool and awesome. They like literally fit in your hand. Huh. Um, nice. I, I'm blanked on the name of it. It's a buttercup or honey nut. Well, it's like the opposite. I remember seeing, remember seeing like little tiny, little tiny squash before. They had yeah. uh, some other name though. I can't remember the call now. I'm blanking mm-hmm. too. I think we'll it's look it up. honey nut. 
actually. Huh. Figure it out. Like the here like the cereal. <laughs> it's recording, right? It is. Oh good, yes. I was looking at the, bat- I was looking at the battery level. Oh, good point, good uh, point. Yeah. Yes. Hi Waffles. What's up? Nothing much. I completely stopped. No, no, it's fine. We we edit the part out you know, as okay. we look it up because we want to know Push too. Push all the buttons. I was like, that's a weird name. Uh, not like not pawpaws. That's that's, that's crazy. I like that's pawpaws, but I never yeah. actually used pawpaws mm. in Alabama, mm. and they're kind of a southern thing. The first time I saw them was with I think they're more of an Ozarks thing. Mm. Um, so they're in Arkansas a lot, but mm. I don't know if we had them in Alabama. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they uh, the first time I ever saw those were on the menu at Publico when I first mm. came to St. Louis. Ah, interesting. And Brad over at Publico was doing some really cool stuff with the pawpaws. Yeah. Cool. Um, making a custard with them that was really mm. delicious, and mm-hmm. that texture flavor is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, they should be coming in before too long now. Really. Yeah, the first time we ever tasted them, I'd never heard of them, but we had a, them in a CSA, mm-hmm. and the owner said, these are really, really rare, so I hope you guys enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they do. I mean, <laughs> They have some weird seeds in them. But they delicious. do, yeah. They're just random seeds. Yeah. You have to spit out the seeds, but yeah, the flavor is wonderful. Yeah, the texture, I, yeah. And like, you probably can't buy them in stores. Well, it's like a, I don't know. a pure custard almost. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so. Yep, it's I enjoy a, them a delicious. lot. They're Yeah, I agree. There's a little waffle from there. <laughs> he's waiting Settled for everything down, huh? yeah yeah for now he's got his ears perking up he probably wants me to do, take him on an activity <laughs> oh we'll be good you gotta wait buddy I'm trying to find this um, name yeah cause I remember just eat those whole you know you, you eat them whole right you just basically roast them and then well, uh, you'll, they'll serve you like a whole one but I mean Michael Galena had posted it cause they brought him some too mhm well, as you are searching there, I'm just going to ask you random <laughs> I can questions. To yeah. Okay, yeah, do all that. Um, I'm going to go away from the food stuff for a while and just ask, what did you want to be when you were a child? Um, when I want, when I was a child, I played a lot of ice hockey. Oh, really? So cool. I always hmm. would say I wanted to be a hockey player, or I, I always wanted, to, I never wanted to be a doctor. My father was a doctor. Hmm. Um, I love sciences, which. Hmm. I think's where I segued into the food mm-hmm. realm. Yeah. But um, I went to school to be accounting. I did a lot of accounting and finance in college at Indiana. And I got out and I realized that that wasn't for me. Mm. And I decided to pursue a career in culinary and I love it. Um, mm. Mm. I love the I love the whole fermentation in it, which is where I think the whole science comes yeah. in. I like the pickling. I like fermentation. I, mm-hmm. like, I like all of that. So I... Obviously had aspirations of always being a pro hockey player, and <laughs> there are a fair amount of those coming out of St. Louis, even my yeah. year. Mm-hmm. We had three my year or so that made it to the <laughs> NHL um, that I played with and against, <laughs> but uh, I don't. that was always just like that lofty <laughs> goal that wasn't necessarily attainable. <laughs> what but, position um, did you play? I was defense, <laughs> um, and I still try to skate a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. if wow. possible I've only gone like four times in the last two months but I try mm-hmm. to skate one or two times a week and it's fun it's good to be out on the ice that's the mm-hmm. one thing that coming back to St. Louis I was able to do because mm-hmm. in rural Alabama for my five years it was two hours to a rink wow. so wow. it's good to be able mm-hmm. to get back into that yeah. um, but that I'd say that was probably what it was if I had to do things over, would I, I probably would have gone more into sciences before accounting and finance mm-hmm. and whether I still would have been led to food yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. but I've always loved cooking I've always enjoyed mm-hmm. it I mean dating going all the way back to when I'd go visit my grandma in Alabama mm-hmm. 
and she's showing me how to make cheesy scrambled eggs the first time, and sure. watching her help cook massive feasts for us with mm. whether it's the onion rings or mac and cheese or butter beans or fried mm. chicken or fried okra or chocolate meringue pies or whatever. Um, they were always things that I was fascinated by and I always loved and appreciated. Mm. So I think going back to that, it was food's always been there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even in high school, I'd always try to go out to all the newer, new, highly rated restaurants here in Ooh. town with my parents and brothers, and it was me leading the charge there. So I guess there's mm. always been some curiosity toward it mm. from eighth grade or so on. Cool. Gotcha. So Provel, yes or no? I like Provel. <laughs> I do too. See, a lot of people hate it. I, I, I mean, it's... I'm not going to eat I'm not gonna eat it by itself. I'm not going to eat a bowl. No. I don't know. I do like it on a <laughs> salad with yeah. an Italian or creamy Italian dressing and well, Provel Well, that's with something, but, but yeah. No, actually, I'm I, not going to just eat a handful of it. Yes, no, right. <laughs> it definitely has its place that it can be utilized in different food ways. Agreed. I don't have it on our menu. <laughs> we don't have it There'd on our menu. There would probably be revolts. No, I mean, we, I think, uh, we were playing around with it a little bit when I was, we were opening Randolphy's about putting it on our salad there, mm. um, trying to find ways to incorporate it, but we ended up going with a different, mm. a different direction, mm. but I definitely think there's a, there's a place for it. Um, I'm thinking of a variant of or Oysters Rockefeller with, with bacon Rubel. and green pepper and Rubel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I like some head in the woods mushroom on it or something too. And you just kind of a little sophistication right there. Like basically like emos but oyster form. You know, kind of, you put a little sophistication on top of it. Yeah. You know? We'll try that tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can try. Mm. yeah. I like it. Interesting. Okay. Mm. All right, I'm going to ask you my latest favorite question for folks okay. is so talking about the food and drink scene here in St. Louis, um, I want you to tell us about. Um, a meal or a dish, a drink, a beer you've had in town that you think people ought to know about? Oh, or multiple things. Yeah. You stumped me. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> I haven't been out lately. You can say your own restaurant. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. All right. So I think one of my favorite meals I've had lately um, was at Sardella. The mm. carne cruda was delicious. Mm. Um, all of their dishes I've had have been great. Um, mm. The tagliatelle uh, with a pesto and smoked pecans. Mm. The last time I was in there was also really awesome. I had, a, uh, I had amazing tartare there. It's incredible. It's so good. Uh, the beef. Yeah, so let's try the carne cruda. It's oh, like that, tartare oh. with the rice cracker. Yeah, yeah. And oh, so okay, sauce. okay. That's what it was. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. it's super delicious. It's yeah. one of my favorite dishes. Gotcha. Um, it's hard to go wrong with any of those. Mm. And as far as... I don't know. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I also really enjoy going to Publico. Mm. Um, getting yep. tacos and yep. whatever vegetables, mushrooms that Brad's working with there and... Mm. That whole team, it's fun to see as well. Yeah, it's great. It's people, fun. Great people there. Really. Yeah, it's right. a fun energy, fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, got, you ever gotten the toy bowl out? They have a wind up bowl. Have oh, you seen well. it? It's just pretty fun, actually. We've got on every time we go there, we request to see the bowl, and we get out, we make it run across the Peters. tables in the bar. Oh, okay, I do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fun because it stamps his foot and then it bucks and then what it runs. Put, what do they put in it? Well, I mean, it was just—it's just a—it's a little toy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's actually not wine. I think it's battery powered, but a little know. switch you turn on. And it's just kind of neat because actually it looks like a real bowl and it moves very articulately. Articulately? Articulately? It moves very well like a real bowl. It looks yeah. like a bowl. It looks like a bowl. There you and, go. And uh, it's just fun to put in the middle of a table people drinking and yeah. this bowl is running across the table. <laughs> and freak them all out. Yeah. yeah, so there's a bowl at Publico, people. Yeah. Go find it. Um, <laughs> the other dish I really like, and it's a off-the-wall place that's right here, mm-hmm. is I like the General Sells Cauliflower at Copper Pig. Oh my god, so, yes. Yeah, it's fire. There's a lot yeah. of great stuff there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've had really a lot of people like tell me well. that's their that's their first cauliflower thing that they actually like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a lot of cauliflower, but that dish is really good. Yeah. I can eat that with just a bowl of rice on the side and call mm-hmm. it a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you live close to that place, right? What? To um, Copper yeah, Pig. so close. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> we, we go I don't there. go there that much. I only have two nights a week I can mm-hmm. go out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I normally try to get one night, but it's mm-hmm. sometimes hard. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Next random question is, do you have any um, random things or, or interests or hobbies that people would never suspect about you? No. No. <laughs> I mean, as far as interests go, it, I like to go out and fish, mm-hmm. but living on a lake in Alabama, I don't think that's too crazy to mm-hmm. have that there. Hockey and golf, um, I guess that would be mainly it mm-hmm. as far as those go. I like to cycle, although I haven't been cycling. Mm-hmm. in a while <laughs> but um that's uh that's tough but i really do like to go out and hit some golf balls cool. cycle maybe photography oh really um, yeah. that'd be a hobby that people might not suspect i haven't been able to do it as much as i'd like but sure. i've just started to get into the digital photography scene over the last two years mm-hmm. which is completely different than the black and white photography i did in before that yeah I, I, yeah. Um, yeah developing films really tough so yeah. well actually i think it's a lot harder to get a print exactly how i like it on digital than it was in the really mm. oh wow but it's just so different i just want it to be so perfect when it's mm. on digital where and on the computer and when i was in the dark room like i actually like some of the like not perfect things mm. like you yes you had to be really good if you wanted to dodge and burn certain areas of the print while it was emitting the light, mm. but it was just something different about it. Mm. And I felt more related to that picture and all the work in the dark room mm. than I do when I can go and click a couple buttons and click a couple more buttons and mouse clicks to see it on the screen. Sure. I yeah. enjoyed the work and the mistakes that aren't just a back button. Sure. Yeah. So course, I think yeah. in the dark room, I really did enjoy it, but it's so expensive in the dark room. Yeah. yeah. And I, I am enjoying digital. Uh, yeah. Going into digital, the other thing was, it's the first time I've really shot color. Mm-hmm. I always was black and white. Mm-hmm. So that also in and of itself was something different. But I feel like I've started to get a little bit better on this. Cool. Still not where I want to be. But yeah. it takes a lot of time. So I don't think any photographers are where they want to be. I think they yeah. all you know, are tr- trying to try be better and better. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Do you have particular stuff that you like to photograph? No. Mm. I don't really have anything in particular. Um, I like the one thing I have the least experience photographing are like portraits and people mm-hmm. um, I like getting I like action shots but I also like doing landscapes and like buildings um, as well mm-hmm. I don't know if you look at my Instagram feed you might see something that yeah, we follow you I believe yeah. So, yeah. I post I haven't posted a lot of photographs in a while mm-hmm. but I've moved a lot of them today 
<laughs> so that's all right. Good. Did you get all finished moving? No, I still have a couple more trips, but I got all the big stuff, so that's yeah. all that matters. Moving is rough. Uh, moving is not fun, but mm-hmm. we'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah, last two moves we actually hired a company because we just didn't. I don't have that much stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like I had. 10 small boxes worth of cookbooks that those get wow. heavy yeah plus all the other stuff so mm-hmm. it's a lot of cookbooks yeah collect you collect i don't collect cookbooks per se yeah. but i definitely i definitely have a lot uh i don't even have all my old ones up here when mm-hmm. i moved here the first time i didn't bring any of my grandma's old books some dating to the 1800s wow which are interesting to read mm. uh-huh they don't measure the same way mm. it's like a palm full or a wow. finger of this, mm. and it's like, what is this? Yeah, whose palm? Who's <laughs> but um, it's amazing because they ate so many like sweetbreads and brains and feet oh, yeah. and yeah. the whole animal that we've kind of gone away from, and it's cool to see all that in the old cookbooks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but right. I like I like seeing cookbooks. I like seeing my friends' cookbooks when they come out of cool. chefs I know or mm-hmm. have worked with in different realms. So cool. it's a uh, I don't collect them, but I have a lot. Yeah. Cool. So, Amazon used books. <laughs> yep. Used books. That's the way to go. Way to totally. Do you have three, any particular favorites you've three purchased? Uh, Chef Gerard got me a book for the holidays, Ingredient by Ellie Buzari. Mm-hmm. And that book is awesome. I definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's not really a cookbook. It's, about, it's just talking about food mm-hmm. and about how, why things are how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like an actual cooking book, I really like Husk or Heritage, not Husk, it's Sean Brock's book. Um, that book is really cool. I like the Gramercy Tavern book. Mm. I've been, the Odalingi and Nopi books, um, have been kind of my reading right now. Mm. Um, Mediterranean cuisine. Mm. Uh, but I just... I just like reading different styles and different things and mm. seeing the flavors and how the chef does it versus the chef. And mm. if I'm not, if it's a more specified one, it's all about the charcuterie, whether mm. it's the Olympia provision, charcuterie, salumi, but, but those are my favorites, I guess. Mm. Would you say you're a chef nerd or a chef artist? More ner- I don't know, more nerd, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you open up your own place, what kind of place would you open up? I mean, ideally, it would be something that's southern meets Mediterranean. Mm, that's uh, good. Yeah. I guess that would be the closest way to describe mm. it. And Chicken fried octopus? Yeah, maybe not quite that. But I, I like utilizing a lot of vinegars a lot, or a lot of acid, a lot of citrus, lemon, sure. lime. Mm. Um, and I like the whole comfort food that we have in the South. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like we obviously elevated a little bit but mm. um, not quite meat in three but very mm. very fun and elevated style sure. of southern greens or mm. cooked peas like the cow peas that I would mention mm. earlier so mm-hmm. it's uh, I guess that would be the best way to describe it mm. I always everyone asks that question I'm like I don't know the answer but that's the easiest and probably the most correct answer mm. I don't think I've ever had... Is, is it cow peas or cow peas? Cow peas. Like moo? Like, yeah, C-O-W-P-E-A. What were they like? I mean, it's just like a black IP that's fresh. Mm. Oh, okay. So, like, it's technically a bean. Mm. Gotcha. But they're, like, fresh. Like, mm. so cow peas... It's like pink IPs, peas, lady peas, crowder peas. Mm. Okay. Um, purple whole peas, which is another, like, pink IP. 
Mm. Um, but they're super fun. You'll find them here. But what we got in Alabama is Crowder pea mm. was a little bit different than what we got here as a Crowder pea. Mm. Um, we got what they called what they we called cow peas and out or what we called pink eye peas in Alabama is what they sent me as Crowder peas here. Okay. So our Crowder peas are a little more round as opposed okay. to the pea. Okay. Mm. But mm. it's uh they're super delicious. And then mm. obviously butter beans are delicious as well. Mm-hmm. Um I love butter beans cooked with a little bit of ham hocks and uh mm. onions. Yeah. Mm. Let's see here. So like obviously I type in cow peas and purple and black eyed peas coming up. Mm. But let me let's mm. put fresh cow peas and right. see what happens. But pink eye peas. Cow peas just the general one. Hmm. Pink eye. I've never heard that term before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look, if you're trying to plant them, that's how you have to find them. Because they'll, uh, they're listed under the cowpea category. Okay. Mm. But mm. I mean, these are after they've been dried. But they'll oh, look yeah. like. I recognize them. Okay. Yeah. They'll look like that, and gotcha. then you have to shell them. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Okay. And you huh. eat them fresh. Hmm. These are fresh here. Cool. So they have a little greenish tint. Gotcha. I have about 20 pounds in my freezer here <laughs> that I brought from Alabama last time I went. Nice. That I forgot about until today. So <laughs> yeah, the more thing about, I think we had some of those um, at Vindicent with, with a catfish dish. It's like Maybe. fried catfish. They have like a roubelade on top, and I think you had cowpeas. More, more thing about some. Like you'll see you'll see them on menus here and there. They're definitely around here, just not That's the true. varieties that we got in the south. Mm. Mm. You'd have a you just only have one or two here versus eight to ten. Gotcha. So, see. South of, go south a little bit and you'll find more. Cool. Cool. Like Nashville, even? Nashville, they're all over Nashville. Cool. Mm. They had them in Nashville. I was down in Nashville a couple weeks ago and they were already coming in down there. So, cool. Yeah, we're going down to uh, New Orleans come November. Go to, make sure you check out Shia and Pesh. Mm. Pesh is awesome. Ryan Pruitt at Pesh has done amazing stuff there. Mm. Okay. So, I would recommend those two places. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Alon's great. Alon's doing Israeli with a little Southern flair to Ooh. it. Hmm. I'm not going to say that's exactly what I'm going to do. I sure. want to do because it's not, but he's done a really cool job down there. Mm-hmm. So. Fascinating. Hmm. I like it. Um, Russ, tell people uh, where can they find you in person and online? In person at <laughs> Taste pretty much any day but Tuesday and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there all the time and even some Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then online, it's just Russ Bodner. That's it. Not uh, Bodner. It's <laughs> R-U-S-S-B-O-D-N-E-R. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, but I rarely am on Twitter. Gotcha. It's okay. So mm. I'll post occasionally, but normally it's just pictures from Instagram. I share on both. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And then, so for maybe like the 10 people who don't know, where is Taste located? Taste is at the corner of Laclede and Euclid in the Central West End, where our address is 4584. Laclede, we're between Wildflower and Brasserie. That's it. Good. Um, so then, all right, my last Hopefully question for works. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, you right, you can question. find a people. Yeah. Last question is, do you have any um, asks or requests or recommendations for the people listening? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, so we'll just say bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Sweet. Cool. Well, good. Well, thank you um, for your spicy ginger Ale. I like it. See, it was gone. Oh, you're welcome. It was good. We didn't get too choked up over it. Some buffalo rock. Yes. And uh, thanks for having me. Totally. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Charles Guthrie again. Hope you really enjoyed that podcast. It was a great, fun uh, conversation, and it was great to talk with Russ. 
uh, learn more about himself and things going on going on in St. Louis. And uh, yeah, that ginger beer was very spicy. Did make me cough. Um, but hey, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please let other people know about it. Please uh, spread the word. We're trying to get more people to listen to this. Um, we know a lot of people enjoy it, and uh, we know that it's been a great resource resource for some people to learn about people they didn't even know that were behind the scenes. And also, um, if you really like what we do, besides the podcast even, check out our Patreon page, and please uh, could you give us a monthly donation. We really do appreciate all of you who listen to our podcast and all of you who follow us on Instagram, and we uh, hope to see you out there. Eat and drink well, people.